This is Coach Lou Holtz, and you're listening to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast with Dr. Amber Selkie, from the locker room to the boardroom. Dr. Amber is the best in the business at helping you and your team build the mindset that drive results. So lock in. If you can take just one thing away from today and implement it into your life, I know you'll be a better person and a better leader, coach, athlete, parent, or spouse because of it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Building Championship Mindsets, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Amber Selking, and we are about to make some greatness. We are in season two of the podcast entitled Mindset Monday, where every Monday we come at you with a different way to think about a topic that we all deal with and think like a champion around that issue. And in episode 13, we are looking at one of my favorite topics, discipline. <laughs> I know when people say that or hear that, they might think, what? This, this lady's crazy. Maybe. But I think that part of why I'm a little bit crazy and why I think discipline is such a critical topic is because I think it is one of the underlying elements that drives excellence in anything that we do from, you know, at the, at the Selking Performance Group, from the locker room to the boardroom, we help individuals, teams, and organizations understand and prioritize purpose and systems to achieve sustainable performance excellence. And quite frankly, I really think it's discipline that allows that to happen. And so before we get too much further, I just want to give a huge Thank you to our sponsors for this uh, this season of Brightview Medical. They're partnered with the NFL in helping bring cutting edge medical technology to help uh, former players and current players really understand what's going on in their body, how they can heal, get healthy, stay healthy, and continue to optimize themselves in this world. Right to be disciplined in, in how they manage their lives and their bodies um, to continue either playing or heal from playing, so that they can t- continue to have a positive impact in this world. And so again, just thank you, thank you to Brightview. Uh, it's been so exciting getting to know uh, Hazel and his team down there at Brightview and, and the exciting things that we're doing. So keep them on the radar because lots more incredible things coming out of their organization over the next couple years. Again, it is, or not really again, I'm just saying for the first time, it's Thanksgiving this week. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody as well. I think that, you know, this is also a good topic going into a holiday of the discipline, right? You're probably thinking, seriously, Dr. Selking, why would you have to bring this topic up the week that I am most looking forward to perhaps going on vacation or not being at work or lots and lots of food, right? Why do we have to talk about this? Well, the reason is because champions are about doing the hard things, right? And understanding and putting in the forefront of their minds and their lives, the things that are going to be important to continue moving them forward. And at a time like a holiday, right, discipline is important. And, and discipline because, you know, there's travel that's involved. There's being around family and, and lots of family, perhaps, and those that you like and perhaps those that you don't like and being disciplined and biting your tongue at times or being disciplined and putting your work away and really engaging with your family or being disciplined and making sure that you carve out time to get that work done that you know is important over the course of these next couple days. Um, 
And then eating, of course, you know, at the same time, I am a I am a huge proponent of blocking out days and moments to really enjoy. So if you are, if you do have the opportunity to enjoy a Thanksgiving meal with your family, um, you know, do that and, and don't feel bad about it. Be wise um, and be disciplined in your choices and perhaps amount, but enjoy it, you know, and because at the end of the day, there's a lot of people out there that don't have the opportunity to be with family or friends and share in a Thanksgiving meal. And so I think it is vitally important that that we appreciate and value and really savor those moments like we talked about last week. So again, a mindset is a patterned way of thinking about anything. And it's not just um, a, a general hypothetical, we think about things a certain way. It actually, how we think actually changes the form and function of our brain. So every time we have a thought and it repeats, it starts to build protein patterns in our mind. And so these mindsets are are protein patterns, thicker protein patterns that we've developed over time that shape how we show up or intersect with a different topic, scenario, person, etc. And so in this uh, this season of Mindset Mondays, we're trying to help you build mindsets or patterned ways of thinking about different critical issues that drive success, right, from, a, from the locker room to the boardroom in ways of thinking like a champion. And so again, today, we're talking about the championship mindset on discipline. And I'm going to give you four mindset markers of championship mindsets on this topic of discipline. Again, how do champions think about discipline? We're going to give you four ways that they really construct their understanding about what discipline is, what it means, what its purpose is, how it works, how it facilitates excellence, etc. So let's dive into mindset marker number one, which is purpose drives discipline. Champions know that it's their purpose that drives the discipline to do the daily habits that go into their success, right? So my dissertation was actually on the transition out of the NFL, and I had the opportunity to interview 12 former players on that transition experience, and it was a qualitative study, and qualitative means that it was it was based on interviews and, and not sort of the, the numerical aspects of research or the quantitative aspects of research, right? And the whole purpose of the grounded theory study that I conducted was trying to understand what is the main problem that these individuals are trying to solve through the course of the transition, and then how do they go about actually solving it? And so what came out of these 12 interviews, and the coolest part about this study was that it didn't matter if it was a black man, a white man, a a biracial, European American, played in the SEC, played in an independent, um, played in the league for 12 years, played in the league for one year, won a Super Bowl, never won a Super Bowl, made the Pro Bowl, never won, made the Pro Bowl, um, actually never even made an actual team, just played scout team, right? So it didn't matter demographically what the these or where these guys came from. What mattered is that they had a shared experience of a taste of the NFL. And so across all of their stories, the main problem that these men were trying to solve was how do I redefine discover and redefine purpose in my life now that the NFL is over. And so I just thought that was fascinating, right? Because it stripped away all of the differences that we, that we see in ourselves and in in one another and and really got to the raw essence of what it means to be human, right? And that is that we need to understand our purpose. And 
Again, then the the rest of the study. So I developed a three model theory on the the first two models are about you know what the individual goes through um, technically as they transition out. But then the third model is an actual process of well, how do we then rediscover and redefine purpose in our lives? And so that third model walks individuals through how to go about that process of of purpose and. You know, I think that this is really important for us to understand, and, and that's a daunting question, right? Like, what is my purpose? And multiple times that those individuals in their interviews brought up Rick Warren's um, number one best-selling book, The Purpose Driven Life. So if you haven't checked that out I, and you're struggling to understand what is my purpose, I think that's an amazing book that um, really helps you start to explore that topic. So I do have in the back of my mind that I want to, re- I don't know Rick Warren, but I would like to, because I would like to write a book with Rick Warren called The Purpose Driven Life for Athletes based on the research that I conducted. So if you happen to know Rick um, and you'd like to connect us, I would really, really appreciate that because I think this book could have a huge impact on this athletic population that really struggles. And the interesting thing is I've had multiple people read this study. I know that sounds weird. Who wants to read a dissertation? But I had an incredible advisory committee um, and dissertation committee that allowed me to really take a creative writing approach to this. So it's actually a fun read, um, but multiple people read it and said that, hey, you know what? I'm I'm going through a divorce, and this is a life transition for me, and this this speaks to me. Or I'm I'm retiring and transitioning out of something that I've done for the last forty five years of my life, and this is really speaking to me and helping me understand this transition. Or I'm transitioning roles from one segment of industry to another segment of industry. So I think this has much broader application than just athletes. But the point of it is that it's our purpose that helps drive discipline in our lives. And it wasn't until these men started to uncover their purpose that they started to grasp the type of discipline that they once had as an athlete. And again, this this question of what is your purpose can be a daunting question when we look at it from a broad life perspective. So I want us to separate these two segments of one, your life's purpose, right? If you don't know that, I really, really encourage you to engage in intentional discovery around that. Because again, um, as, as broad and daunting as a topic as that is, when we intentionally engage in anything, we find, right? When we search, we find. And um, there's another really good book out there called Let Your Life Speak by Parker Palmer uh, that if you haven't read yet, really, really quick read, but is also a good initial look into identity and who are you and your purpose, et cetera. But the other side of purpose is just your short-term purpose, like the purpose and the role that you have today. And so what is your purpose as a manager? What is your purpose as a CEO? What is your purpose as a husband, as a father, as a wife, as a mother, as a friend? And when we can start to clarify our purpose in each of these different roles that we play, now, even if we're not really sure about what our life's purpose is yet, we can bring a sense of intentionality and i.e. a sense of discipline in into showing up to our roles every day with purpose, right? With discipline, with a sense of of, um, intentionality and urgency in how we bring ourselves to these moments. And that's what champions understand about discipline. It is first grounded and is driven by purpose, both short-term in our roles and long-term in terms of our life. That takes us into mindset marker two on discipline, which is that Champions understand that the pain of discipline is better than the pain of regret. The pain of discipline over the pain of regret. And they choose, they choose 
right? The pain of discipline over the pain of regret. And so, you know, when you're understanding, you know, what are your goals or what are your roles in your life? Maybe start with, hey, how am I going to feel if I don't accomplish this goal? Or if I don't live into my purposes in my role as a manager or as a coach, okay? Once we understand what, what that would feel like, that's, that's regret. Um, there was a really cool biography I read about King David, right? Um, I forget who wrote it. I'll find it and put it in the episode notes for you. And I read it when I was in college, um, but this is where this topic of pain of discipline over pain of regret first started coming to me. And the author wrote about how David had this unique ability to analyze and assess his present from the perspective of the future, right? So he was able to understand what decision do I need to make right now in my present if five years from now I would look back and analyze this this exact decision, right? So am I going to regret how I act, show up, behave in this moment in five years, or am I going to be proud of that, right? And can I be disciplined then in the present, understanding that from the future, this is going to have implications on me, on my team, on my organization, on this world? And so again, how will we feel if we don't accomplish this goal or live into our purpose? And then on the flip side of that, now how do we actually generate discipline in the moment? And there's something called Implementation Intentions that I want to bring you uh, aware to. A really great book, I think I've referenced it before, is called Switch, How to Change When Change is Hard by Chip and Dan Heath. And in that, they talk about something called Implementation Intentions. You can also Google it. There's a there's a couple really good papers and easy reads that come up um, as, as soon as you Google it. So Implementation Intentions. Right, So it's a great thing to have goals and to set goals, but we can't stop there, right? Because goal setting actually only accounts for 28% of the variance in actual goal achievement, right? So what helps What helps us understand, well, what leads to goal achievement then? First of all, you have to have goals and set those and set them very clearly. But when we add these implementation intentions, it helps increase our probability of actually accomplishing that goal or engaging in the action or behavior that we want to. And so we construct these implementation intentions by developing very simple if-then plans, okay? So let me give you a couple examples. And if-then plans are, are simple when, where, and how we are going to act on a goal, okay? So again, when, where, and how we will act on a goal. So for example, if you want to start working out, right, and you want to work out in the mornings, there's some barriers to overcome to working out in the mornings. One, right, the warmth of your bed, especially if you're in the north, and now our mornings are getting a little bit colder and a little bit darker. And so overcoming the warmth of your bed. Well, one thing that you can do an implementation intention, right, is to wear your workout clothes to bed. Put your sneakers right at the base of your bed. So as soon as you wake up, you're already dressed to work out. All you have to do is slip your shoes on. And maybe you've got a pair of sweats and a hoodie that you throw on right over that to keep that warmth, right? But if... I wake up in the morning and I'm cold, then I will already have my sweats and hoodie there to throw on to take that next step. Okay, that's an example. Another, so let's say salespeople, right? If you're out there, if somebody tells you no, what are you going to do? I mean, it's important for us to think about that because all of these, all of these barriers are just barriers, right? And if we don't plan in advance for how we are going to tackle them, the chances of us actually overcoming them are much smaller. And so if I get a no, then I am going to smile and say, 
a big league or a Hall of Fame hitter strikes out seven out of 10 times, I'm going to keep swinging, right? And maybe you have the next call already lined up, right? So, okay, if my 8 a.m. call says no, well, I'm jumping straight to my 9 a.m. call, even though it might be 8.15, and we start dialing. So if this happens, then I'm going to do that. If you want to try to minimize your drinking when you're out at corporate functions, if the waiter suggests a second drink, I'm, then I'm going to ask for mineral water instead, right? So very simple things that when we put in our mind, these implementation intentions greatly increase our probability of engaging in the discipline necessary to accomplish the things that we're out to, to achieve. Next mindset marker of a championship mindset on discipline, simple urgency and efficiency. Now is the time. Urgency and efficiency. Now is the time. Champions understand that when they start to think that urgency, urgency, efficiency, right? Last week we talked about time and how champions understand that life is short and we have to live fast, right? Like we might not get tomorrow, that the time is now, you know, in, in sport, right? We were, we were talking this summer about how the time is now in terms of training in my work with Notre Dame football, right? Now is the time. Time and can we show up every day with a sense of urgency around what we do? And one of the things that we talk about, so I, I teach uh, strategic HR management at the University of Notre Dame in our business school, and I worked in um, HR back in, I mean, right out of undergrad for a global manufacturing company. And one of the things that we talked about creating when trying to create change in an organization or trying to stimulate buy-in and a sense of discipline around getting new programs off the ground or, or shifting. Um, our perspectives on different areas was was something called creating a burning platform, right? Creating a sense of urgency around it so that people could very clearly see the need for us to act now. One of my very good friends that, that um, also went to Notre Dame, who we worked together in that HR, um, on the HR team uh, together, is Christy Cook. And she's still in, in HR for a company called ABB and does amazing work. She's had global assignments, traveled all over the country as an HR business partner. And she's just an incredible professional in that field. Really, really brings to the forefront what it means to be a business partner in the, the, the field of human resources. And on, she, she really helps people see the value that organizing people and our systems and making sure that our HR practices are in alignment, how that drives our strategic objectives. And she actually came back to, to South Bend a couple weeks ago to speak to my class. And she talked about a burning platform and how one of the, the manufacturing plants that she worked in actually had a workplace violent incident where an individual showed up to the manufacturing plant and shot and killed several people. And so as horrific, horrific as event as that was for, for her and her team and all of the people in the plant to go through, what that did was create a burning platform for them to understand, hey, workplace violence is a thing. We need to train for it. We need to have contingency plans for it. And it really helped facilitate a change in that organization about how they thought about the importance of mitigating against potential workplace violence. And so again, you know, unfortunately, in that situation, they had to learn from the back end of it. But it's an art, really, and a science. It's not really science, it's an art, right? Of can we create that sense of urgency in our teams or, or in our organizations or in our own lives before the catastrophe happens, right? So, you know, before you get cancer, can you step back and say, wow, my nutrition is really, really important? 
Or, wow, my my uh, physical health is really, really important. Can we be on the forefront of that, right? Like we said before, can we see today from the perspective of the future and create a sense of urgency and intentionality in everything we do? Champions do that. The fourth and final mindset mark of a championship mindset on discipline is that discipline forges greatness, right? Champions know that it's discipline that forges their greatness. And this, I want to look at this from two aspects, one from an individual perspective of holding ourselves accountable to the daily disciplines that create um, our greatness and whatever role that's in, but also as a a team or a coach or a leader or a manager or a parent um, that is helping hold and create discipline in in organizations. Like accountability, right? We, we confuse that word a lot because we say like, oh, we have to hold people accountable. Well, the reality of it is when you're accountable, you do what you're supposed to do, when you're supposed to do it, how you're supposed to do it, right? But but discipline is what creates accountability in individuals. And so God bless my mom, right? I feel like I reference her a lot on these podcasts, but she was great at discipline, right? And and how did she create a sense of uh, personal discipline for myself? Well, when we were little or younger, right, it was, she had very clear standards. There were very clear consequences to the standard of, of not living up to or into or out of the standard. And then there was no emotion as it related to to the consequences that we received if we came in below the standard, right? And that used to drive me ballistic, right? <laughs> because I would be like, what do you mean two months of being grounded for just riding home in the car with a senior who you know, you know his family, you know he's a good kid, he's one of Kyle's best friend, I just didn't want to ride the late bus home. And she goes, I know, but are you allowed to ride in the vehicle with a- another student, well, no, but time out. There's no buts. You know what the standard is. You made a choice and now you will deal with the consequence. And then she walked upstairs and I was bawling and yelling and, you know, whatever we go through in those moments. We st- we all still, right, have those moments as adults. They sometimes manifest differently. But And then, and then literally 15 minutes later, she'd be like, oh, hey, what do you want for dinner tonight? I'd be like, how, how, what do you, what do you mean? What do I want for dinner? My life is ruined right now. How can you be so normal? She's like, Amber, you made a bad choice. You're going to deal with the consequence, but you have to move on and get over it. Okay. Because if you're going to spend the next two months of your life feeling sad and salty for yourself, well, that's not moving you any closer to what you're trying to achieve from a, from an academic standpoint and an athletic standpoint, right? Because at that point I was working towards being valedictorian and getting a division one or to go play soccer division one. And so I just remember that very clearly about the non-emotional side. But but what does that mean then? There has to be clear standards, right? If you don't have a clear standard, you can't hold people, you you can't, you can't um, consequent people based on coming in below that standard. So again, we have to set the standard, we have to clarify the consequence, and then we have to uphold that. And so that is, and that can be done non-emotionally, right? That, that doesn't involve yelling, that doesn't involve screaming, but it does help hone skill and hone character. And even in a work setting, right, how do we create a standard? And, and and communicate that with people without criticizing their sense of being, right, or them as a person, but rather their performance, and then help them understand and equip them to come in at that standard the next time around. And, and again, by upholding discipline and standards, that helps facilitate team buy-in, um, team standards, our, our efficiency and energy toward accomplishing a goal. I had an awesome conversation with Coach Holtz one time. 
So I had the opportunity to meet him seven years ago, and since we have formed an incredible friendship and mentorship relationship, and I, I have the opportunity to speak with him every year at his Hall of Fame event in Ohio. And one thing he said to me is, he said, Amber, you know, I was my best coach in years one, two, and and maybe three, because all I knew was what the standard was and whether guys came in above or below the standard. And everybody everybody was treated the exact same as it related to the standards that I knew leaded to excellence, right? By year three and four, you start to know people's families, their background. You start to maybe question or or um, you know think differently about the decisions they make and, and sort of nuance how you respond to different things. And you know, while I do think think that it's important to communicate and navigate um, coming in below the standard differently for different people. I think that was pretty insightful in terms of understanding that it's important that we uphold our standard because they're particularly when leading a team, right? But again, how we have individual conversations as it relates to that will absolutely vary based on, like he said, individual background, experiences, et cetera, and might re- lead to more training necessary for uh, members on our team or members in our organization. And so I think that's important for us as leaders to understand. We have to have a clear standard. We have to hold everybody to that standard. But how we help people gain the knowledge, skills, and abilities, right, or the KSAs to accomplish and live into that standard are how uh, the nuance aspect aspect of leadership and management really, really come into play. So again, the four mindset markers of a championship mindset on discipline, right? Purpose drives discipline. Choose the pain of discipline over the pain of regret. Urgency and efficiency, now is the time. And discipline forges greatness. Those are the four ways that that champions really view and understand how discipline plays into their excellence and, and delivering of excellence on a consistent basis over time. And so your championship mindset training for this week is to develop an implementation intention for a critical goal of yours. So pick one of your goals, personal or professional, and develop an implementation intention, right? That simple if-then plan that you are going to implement when encountered with a situation to increase your probability of moving closer to your goals. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been another awesome Mindset Monday being with you here today. I just want to thank you so much for joining us. If this is your first time, welcome and thank you uh, for being with us. If, if you are a consistent listener, thank you. Um, it really means a lot to us to, to see the downloads and see people sharing this. And if you could just take a quick second to rate and review us on iTunes, that would really mean a lot um, because it's really helpful for our sponsors to see the the breadth of people that this is reaching and also what people are thinking about it. And it will allow us to continue bringing you this free content as as we move forward into future seasons. And I just want to encourage you to check out our website because you can find all of our previous podcasts there, but also some performance articles that are listed. And and our website is www.selkingperformance.com. And from there, you can also reach out to me directly if you email me at amber at selkingperformance.com, or there's an access link on the website as well that you can shoot me an email because I would love to talk about what it might look like for me to come speak to your organization about building championship mindsets in your team or in your organization. 
Um, we've got two ebooks out. They're they're um, picture books, basically, that are a great introduction of how mindset mindset can help facilitate dreams and goals. And so the first one is called A Dream Come True, and the second one is called Winner's Circle. And really following this little bee named Zip as she goes through and coaches these different animals on understanding, you know, who she is and how she can accomplish her dream. And then the second book, really looking at how she coaches others to accomplish their goals and dreams. And it includes um, some really great insights from the field of sports psychology and positive psychology to understand why this stuff works or how it works on a more efficient basis. We are on all of the social media platforms also, so please check us out. Twitter at Dr. Selking, Instagram at Selking Performance, and on Facebook at Selking Performance Group. So thank you again for being with us. It's been an absolute pleasure talking about, again, one of my favorite topics of discipline. This has been your host, Dr. Amber Selking, and from the locker room to the boardroom, I challenge you to continue building your championship mindset. This episode of Building Championship Mindsets is brought to you by Brightview Medical. Brightview Medical has a unique approach to healthcare. Providing patient-centered, personalized care, they provide support from start to finish that makes you feel like family. With their timely and accurate lab results and image results, Brightview provides a peace of mind unlike any other. If you don't know what you're doing or you feel a little scared about the process, it's okay. Brightview provides a personalized care and support throughout the entire process. They've created this advantage by having an expansive in-house team of physicians, nurses, therapists, and technicians. Unlike a traditional insurance model, they start with a full body scan using this new GE Revolution CT scanner. And probably one of the best things about this entire process is it takes less than a total of nine minutes. Brightview Medical, better imaging, brighter diagnosis, brighter future.